Hi everyone, thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is a really important one to me and it's all about seasonal affective disorder. Since I was very little, I've always struggled every fall with seasonal depression. I'm one of those people that are always cold and can never ever seem to warm up unless I'm in 30 plus degree weather. I swear in many past lives I must have lived near the beach. When I was a little kid, we used to travel a lot and my favorite trips were to the beach in Europe. All of my happiest memories were in the summer and when it was hot. I was one of those kids that never enjoyed the snow or winter sports. Growing up in a little town in Ontario, we had an incredible amount of snow each year, but I cringed every single time my parents told me to go outside and play. We never did much outside during the winter. We may have gone tobogganing a few times each year or skating, but that was it. All I remember is hating, and I mean hating, being outside when it was cold. I somehow always felt at home in a tropical country. And when I was 18, we took a family trip for three weeks to Costa Rica. A girlfriend of mine came with us and we spent Christmas there. It was one of those life-changing trips because it was then that I knew that I felt completely at home. I remember sitting on the beach on Christmas Day and thinking that I had to find a way to live by the ocean. The funny thing is that my parents also fell in love with it there and decided to buy a tiny house and a small apartment building. My father left that trip and all he wanted to do was go back, so I guess I must have got it from my dad. It was less than a year later When my dad retired, he closed his business, rented out our home, and we packed up and decided to move to Costa Rica. I think all of our extended family and friends thought we were nuts, but all of us were just so excited to go. We left just after my 19th birthday. We decided to drive there from Ontario, going through the States and all of Central America. And let me tell you, that was quite the crazy experience. And when we arrived, I will never, ever forget that feeling of being home. After about a year, my parents got bored and wanted to go home, and I was devastated. I didn't want to leave. I finally felt at home somewhere, and the weather and ocean gave me a sense of peace that I had never felt before. My parents decided to rent out the home there, and we headed back to Canada. But when we got home, I was miserable, and all I wanted to do was go back there. I swore to myself that I was going to move back somehow, even if that was alone. In the meantime, my older brother had packed his bags and moved down there, and I had just had this incredible need to follow in his footsteps. And so I decided to take on three jobs at once so I could bank every single penny to move there. I worked my ass off trying to make as much money as I possibly could. Then one day before my 20th birthday, the chaos in our home was too much for me to handle and I was drowning. So I booked a one-way ticket to San Jose, Costa Rica. I had no plan. Both of my parents' places were rented out and I had nowhere to even stay, but I didn't care. I was going to find a way to make it work and everyone thought I was insane for leaving without a plan, but I went anyways. I actually met two young, lovely ladies on the plane that actually told me I could stay at their aunt's house with them until I got on my feet. Talk about a gift from the universe. They were all so kind to me and treated me so well. 
I stayed with them for about three weeks and then I finally found my own apartment. I then got two jobs waitressing at two different restaurants and the funny thing is that they only paid a dollar US an hour, but I didn't even care. I had enough money in the bank to keep me afloat for quite some time. And so I lived off my tips and I was lucky enough to eat for free at the restaurants. I worked extremely hard, but I didn't care as I was happy to be by the beach and at home. And every single day I went to sit on that beach and just take it all in. I would think of the weather back home and count my blessings to be in the sun. After living there for about a year, I then moved to Texas and I lived there for about a year as well. And again, I was happy just to be in the heat. And then I finally moved back home to Ontario and started working once again. I then met my husband and introduced him to traveling to Costa Rica. We spent 10 amazing years together before we had children. And in that 10 years, we traveled as much as we possibly could. And we also lived in Costa Rica on and off for years. We both needed that sunshine. When we were home in Ontario during any months of cold weather, I would just sit around and daydream about being able to go back. And then I got pregnant with our first son. Every single night after work, we would walk and talk about how we wanted to move away from Ontario. We knew that we couldn't really make a good living in Costa Rica to provide for a family, and so we discussed possibly moving to Australia. And so Nick started to apply for jobs. And then one day when I was seven months pregnant, he was offered an interview by a company that was out in Calgary, Alberta. I had only visited Alberta once as a child with my family as we were driving across Canada and the second time was to Edmonton with Nick at the beginning of our relationship to visit his dad that was living out here for work at the time. I didn't really know much about the province and I never even considered a move out here. But we figured that we should just fly out and check it out anyways. So we both said on the plane ride over that if it feels right when we get there and that if there is an offer, we would accept it. Well, we came out in July and when we got off the plane, it was nice and sunny and something about it felt like we were supposed to be here. We took a day trip to Banff, which is such a wonderful place in the mountains. Now again, it was summer and beautiful. Then he received an offer for this amazing position and we decided to take the job and move. We told him that we wanted to have the baby at home in October and that we would move two weeks after the birth. And we did. We moved across Canada with a brand new baby, not knowing anyone out here. But that month, I remember it being so cold, and I'm talking so cold that we had frost and ice all over our windows of our house. I had no idea that this province got to temperatures that were minus 40 degrees Celsius. Look, Ontario is known to have a lot of snow, and I mean a lot of snow, but it never got so cold like it did out here. I've never experienced anything like that. There are days in the winter here that you go out and your face freezes. It's a type of cold that I can't even explain. Now I know some friends out here love the winter, but to me, it is pure torture. Alberta is an incredible province and so, so beautiful but the weather is just too much for me. I remember that first winter here saying to Nick that maybe we should only do two years here and then move again. It has now been 13 years and we're still here. There are so many reasons why we needed to stay, but every year in August, my seasonal depression that I had always struggled with intensified times 10. I would almost feel like 
as September hit that the world was closing in on me and all that would keep me going was planning a trip to the sunshine. I would work my butt off trying to save again every single penny that I could just so I could get to the heat. It's not unusual for Alberta to see snow in September and it's even been reported that there was snow in August. We are lucky if we even get two to three full months of summer and warm weather. And when my friends start talking about how excited they are for fall and sweaters and pumpkin spice lattes and Halloween, I actually feel that anxiety start creeping in. I start to feel like almost like this panic feeling that just takes over my entire body. It makes me sad, really, that I can't feel that excited like everyone else. And every single year that passes here, I pray to move somewhere warm. But I also know that I meant to be here for now as I have a mission to fulfill. And I really am grateful to be able to live in a place that's treated us well. We have a good life here with all of the wonderful people that we have met that have become very good friends. My kids are happy and comfortable here. I have an amazing amount of clients that I love seeing on a daily basis. But the only thing that makes me sad is the weather. I know this is not our forever place and I try to remind myself of that, hence why we take so many trips, as many as we can. And I try my best to remind myself that I need to make the most of my time while I'm living in Alberta. Each year I am very aware of when I start to have symptoms of seasonal affective disorder and I work really hard to manage it. So let's talk about some of the symptoms. And I'm going to do my best to try to tell you all of the ways that helped me get through it myself. So some of the symptoms include incredible sadness, anxiety, having very low energy and being very tired, craving low vibrational foods such as carbohydrates, processed food and sugar, weight gain, difficulty concentrating, socially withdrawing from others and not wanting to go anywhere or talk to anyone, sleep issues, either sleeping too much or having trouble getting to sleep. Perhaps some of you experience this like I do, and maybe you're not even fully aware that you have seasonal affective disorder. So let me tell you all of the things that I do to try to overcome it each year, as well as the suggested things to do to combat seasonal affective disorder. Number one, keep a routine. I'm forced to have a routine because of my work and also because of my children's school. So if you don't have an option like this for a routine, create one for yourself, like getting up every single day at the same time, going to bed at the same time each evening as well, because once you're in a routine, it's easier to get up and be forced to get going. Number two, using aromatherapy. So that could be diffusing essential oils, because those really do help me. And I try to choose ones that remind me of a summer day, such as anything that is like citrus. Number three, taking vitamin D supplements. So it's been said that taking vitamin D has helped people improve their depression significantly. But of course, talk to your doctor first about which supplements are best for you. Number four, let the sun shine in as best as possible. So not all days will be sunny in the winter months, but on the days that it is, open every single blind and curtain. This one is a complete must on my list 
I need to have as much light in my home at all times. So the days that it's like gloomy or it's dark out, I actually put almost all of my lights on. And I find that that really does help. Number five is exercise. So as much as I'm not a huge fan of exercise, it really does help to clear my head. And my favorite thing to do is walk outside. But when it gets so cold, I have to settle for the second best and that is my treadmill. So even if I just go on for 20 minutes, I start to feel better. And I try to open up the curtain where my treadmill is actually in my bedroom. So I will open up the curtain and at least even be able to look outside. And yes, I'm looking at, you know, white snow and it's not to others. It's pretty, but to me, it's depressing, but I still like to at least see nature and the trees. So if you can do that, try that. Number six, light therapy boxes. So it's recommended to use a light box for about 30 minutes a day and they say that it's best to use them first thing in the morning for about 20 to 30 minutes to get your day going. Number seven, meditation. For me, I love to use guided meditations because I'm one of those people who have a hard time shutting my mind off. And I find that when I'm following someone else's voice, I can relax my mind and body and let go a little bit easier. It really helps to calm any of my negative thoughts and anxiety that I may be experiencing. Number eight, be extra mindful of what you put in your body. Now that includes food, alcohol, and especially your thoughts. So try using some positive affirmations when you start your day, through the middle of the day, and when you end your day. It will really, really help to stay in a higher vibration. Number nine, taking a vacation to a sunny locale. However, this one is a tough one for a lot of people, so that could be financially tough or they're afraid to travel. And really, especially now, not being able to travel internationally is painful. So if you can't go right now because of the pandemic, at least dream about or plan a vacation if you can. I find that I'm a dreamer and that helps me to get through my day is at least being hopeful for that next trip. Number 10. This is the most important one of all, and that is gratitude. I talk about gratitude all the time, and one of the things that keeps me going is because I have to stop and be grateful for what I do have. So I think for me, it's so easy to get caught up being depressed because I'm not living where I'm actually truly happy. And I found that I had to learn, and I say learn, to be grateful for every single thing in my life. I had to remind myself that I do have so, so, so much to be grateful for. I have to remember that I am so blessed and that I can't complain so much as others would kill to live where I am. And so when I start to feel sorry for myself, I force myself to find gratitude. It's really what keeps me going. And so I hope that if any of you are struggling with seasonal affective disorder as I am, that these simple tips will help you make it through the season and really for anything that is causing depression or anxiety in your life. If you are struggling so badly though and cannot seem to shake it, please go seek some professional help. I want to thank you all so much for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. And if anything, I hope that you know that you are not alone in your struggles. We all have our own issues that we must navigate in this life. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretation. 
we can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.